hey, we have a quick update for you. We've started posting to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. You can help support us by rating and reviewing so we can expand our reach. And if you already reviewed us, please help us by sharing this podcast with somebody who would be interested. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I am Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. And welcome. Uh, We're being aired on WGRNLP 94.1 Columbus. Uh, We're also available online wherever you get podcasts. Um, This week, we're talking about community, which I'm really excited for. Um, it's a, the second part of a three-part series that um, we're really focusing on making an easy handbook for mental health so that if you're in a dark place, if you're in a place that you feel you can't get out of or that you're just aware that something is going wrong but you need help to get out, this is an easy three-step start um, for... It's a go-to place, a place you can look at the roots of community roots and find um, tangible, concrete help. Yeah, and so last time we talked about roots and how it stabilizes and gives you energy and how you can, um, and nutrition and how that's important. And so this week we're talking about community. Um, I'm really excited for this episode in particular because I felt that in my own life, my friends and the people around me have been able to help me through so much and it's been so impactful to have those people because otherwise I feel like I would have drowned so I'm really excited to talk about the importance of community and ways that you can not only find your community but also make it a healthy community so that it isn't toxic and isn't dragging you down. And one thing I've noticed is the unfolding story of Community Roots of our podcast has really brought to life to me the community that we're surrounded by. We've asked for local musicians to take part in this. We've got local artists doing design. We're doing the writing pieces of it. We're seeing it lived out right in front of us and that's our unfolding story and how we connect into our own stories how we need each other how we're not alone so i'm excited for this podcast today too yeah uh the value i don't know that community i don't know if there's a a price tag that comes with what community really really means like there's you can look it up in the dictionary and there's a lot of different things that we have like a basic groundwork for community, but what is it, you know, in real life and how do we build that and how do we grow that and how do we say, I'm, I'm coming towards you. Mm. I have a tendency to maybe want to pull away or I'm not sure about something and, and just Isolate. really actively yeah. going against the grain. 
and saying, I, I need people. We need each other uh, to go through this journey in this life. So, yeah, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I guess, we talked about um, the visualization of roots. So two pictures kind of come to mind for community. One of them is our logo that was designed by the fantastic Alexander Wells. Um, It's these close-knit houses. It's kind of this idea of it it extends beyond family or what you consider to be family, but this close-knit group of people that... um, it transcends space. It's not necessarily something that is your next door neighbor, but you know who we talk about, whatever we say, community. Something also that comes to mind is a patchwork quilt, kind of how Mm. you have those different, um, my partner made this t-shirt quilt that has all these different t-shirts from across her past and I think it's really cool because it, it's almost a combination of different worlds and I feel like we've done the same thing with this podcast where Alexander Wells was one of my friends from I still is a friend and was a friend through high school and middle school but it's just cool to mm. see him come back and help us in this way um, <clears throat> so yeah that vision of that visual of community is what I like to picture that patchwork quilt of it may look different from there's some diversity to it there's yeah. some well uh, there's a story variety. behind I love the story behind yeah. each each piece you know each Absolutely. square each t-shirt square each each moment holds great significance in that and being able to share that story is inviting to the community and we just want to be really so welcoming and inviting of our stories and I imagine at some point we'll interweave some of our stories throughout and so you you get a chance to know us a little bit more as we can can find ways to share our stories as well with you and we welcome welcome your stories very relational it's about relationships and relationships are so messy and complicated and difficult and so that's going to be some of the topics that we and (laughs) so needed yeah and so needed and people do tend to isolate and pull back because they're hard and messy and so we're going to be talking throughout the whole podcast not just today but about how to engage in healthy relationships so i love it i think that's a piece of what community looks like yeah i also think whenever you're feeling in this dark place or you're feeling surrounded or like you can't stand the gut reaction is to isolate and to pull back in and it is so important to reach out sometimes I get demoralized because I'll text somebody and then they won't text me back and I'm like I'm trying to hang out but um it's so important to reach out and find somebody to hang out with to communicate with to just they don't have to be everything, but totally just another relationship person. Um, so, yeah, what would you guys recommend with this isolation and reaching out? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's so important to just realize that when you're really, really struggling, if we could recognize that we do need the support of others and that we when we have that urge that tendency to isolate we don't feel like sometimes getting out of bed or going to be a part of an activity or an event really taking some moment on any level that you reach out to somebody somehow even if it's a text it's a phone call it's any any kind of contact with others is so important to mental health and i think too again with this 
baseline of relationship and building that trust is going to find its way in there. But again, technology is one way that universally we just know that we have access to. And I think, like you said before, I'm like, oh, that happens to you too. You know, you you reach out and you're putting yeah. yourself on a limb and they're like, they're not answering. Yeah. I try to give them, you know, five minutes or, you know, in an hour, you know. and But it's like, oh, but they still haven't responded. So I think as well, using that, having access to that, knowing, knowing your people, um, and yet the tendency again towards drawing towards self and having to overcome that and be creative in ways um, going out on a limb and saying, I don't, I don't know, but how do I get to this person and see if they can be someone that I want to go towards? I think that brings up the idea of vulnerability mm. and that yeah. we really have to risk, take the step to be known. And that's such an important part about ending stigma, being willing to get honest. We've had that Me Too, you, uh, Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the idea of it's okay to admit that things are hard and that we struggle. And that is a commonality of our humanity, the yeah. complexity of humanity. We all have stuff. And I think... As, as we were talking, just bringing up this idea of, you know, maybe a park bench and saying, you know, maybe this is a meetup point and, and maybe you've met someone in there, you know, they're going through a really hard time. And I think of community not just being about loud noise or the party or just big and it's going to be about those quiet moments as well. Yeah, community maybe is like one-on-one s- as well sitting with with tears sitting with silence i think uh i don't know if this is universally but at least in my world we try to fill silent space you know even thinking about our jobs and saying you know i've I've had so many they're like i don't i don't like this space i i don't know what to do with it and and i have to challenge that and say what is this space for is that something that builds community too and saying this deserves a quiet moment in your life and I can be with you in that. And join others who are wherever they are. Being where yeah. being where you are and allowing someone to join you in that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think this works two ways too. Like there are both the people listening to this podcast who feel like they're in a rough, dark space. And then there are also the people listening to the podcast that are like, well, I'm not experiencing that right now. And so I think being mindful and keeping an eye out for your friends who might be in the, those spaces. And if you have a friend reaching out who you know is in, a, is in a rough spot, I know my favorite thing to do for friends who are in a rough spot is just cook them a meal. I enjoy cooking, yeah. and so to make them a meal and to kind of share That is meal. always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you can always what cook a great a idea. A <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but that's just one of the ways I like to show because I'm really busy. It's really hard for me to sit down and text somebody for a couple hours, but it is easy for me to just make my meal bigger and then invite them over and talk to them while they're there. So I think it goes both ways in terms of if you feel, if you notice somebody reaching out and you don't have time to reach out to them, finding a way to even send them a funny picture occasionally that's like, hey, thinking of you mm. is a great way to reach out. And also, when it, whenever you're on that flip side, being able to reach out and say, hey, do you want to hang out? I think I really need somebody to hang out mm. with. But um, I also did want to 
not switch gears, but kind of expand on something that comes to mind is, well, what if I don't have any friends? <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, I think, something that is not abnormal. And mm. what I think of is two things. Is one, reaching out to people who you wouldn't normally expect to be your close friend group. Because I've had people show up for me in ways that I didn't realize who I didn't consider really close friends, but then they became close friends mm. through trauma and through helping each other out. And then this also isn't my cup of tea, but I know online gaming, we mentioned online or technology, that there have been a lot of relationships that if you're, I know being a gamer can kind of be isolating in that own sense that you're just kind of at home playing, but also being able to reach out to those commu- those people in those areas I think is helpful too. So kind of expanding that network and making your community a little bit bigger. Sometimes even thinking of community in terms of how do we reach out beyond ourselves with nature, with animals, with pets. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of connection with that too that I think is important to recognize, especially when people feel so alone and don't realize that we do have people around us. If we take a walk around the block, there are other people walking their dogs at the same time. Um, spending time with your pet is a way of changing how you feel internally that you have a sense of connection and something that matters to you I also think as well I've been doing a lot of work with this idea of our narratives and stories that we believe about ourselves and you know I'm trying to picture this idea of you know in in times of isolation in times of withdrawing and and not saying that's so negative. I, we, we need space. We need to pull away. We need to reset. But we also are not able to be challenged in maybe that story because maybe, you know, like you said, Samuel, reaching out to that person that you, you know, you don't know their middle name yet you know, <laughs> or you don't know when their birthday was. But just saying, hey, I have a story here. Is there is there something that you'd be able to add to? Because we live in this world of internalizing, and we externalize as well, which means just kind of putting people um, out there. But, yeah. Yeah, so if you're just joining us, um, this is Community Roots. Uh, we're on WGRN LP 94.1 FM Columbus. And today we're talking about community and how important that is to mental health. Um what I was thinking of too, and kind of earlier when we discussed, like the online, the reaching out to people who you wouldn't normally reach out to, I think maybe a good starting point for that is considering what are my points of commonality with certain people that I'm around. Like, hey, we both like soccer. Let's let me text my soccer friend and see if we can't go out and play soccer. Or just finding those basic points of commonality, I think, are really important, and it also makes you feel more included. What I think is another visual that I think of is mushrooms, like speaking of nature and stuff like that. Mushrooms are really cool because they seem isolated. They seem like they're by themselves, but actually underneath they're connected through a whole Hmm. root and network of different communication systems. Hmm. And they talk to each other in that way and they actually give each other nutrients underground. It's really cool. And fancy. (laughs) Yeah, I love plants. So uh, that's really cool as well um, that you can kind of picture. Uh, I also did want to talk about um, 
this idea of ending stigma and kind of being more vulnerable and how do you create healthy community? I think it really starts with a willingness to be open and honest and vulnerable. And in saying that, I do want to be sensitive to say, we're not asking you to tell your whole story to everybody. (laughs) We don't need to go into detail on things, but just to be able to acknowledge, we all have human limitations. We all have things that are difficult and challenging and hard. And it doesn't matter so much that our stories are the same difficulties. We don't need to compare our traumas. We can just allow each person to have a piece of their story that they're willing to be known and willing to share and willing to understand, building a bridge to people. I think that really is an important part of ending stigma. I wonder, too, um, as far as what it's, like, you know, the, the thoughts that go through our head and like, why am I always the person that has to reach out when I'm down or, you know, how come, how come no one is contacting me? It can, it can be really frustrating. And again, maybe we come back to this notion that's um, if I don't do it, I'm not going to get what I need. So maybe trying to find a balance and saying, if I know I need this right now, if I know I need a moment and I don't want to be in this alone. And, you know, sometimes just saying, you know, I'm, hey, I'm going to call Julie and just say, you know, I, I had a rough, a rough moment today. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe you did. But I just, I would like to, to talk with you about that and say, I've got to put my foot forward. And And just even small steps with that, that I think I can imagine that people listening to this are thinking, there is no way I can do that. And I don't even know how you are asking me. And they kind of want to shut down the idea and say, forget it. It's not worth it. I've been hurt. I don't want to do that again. Sure. So I think we have to catch ourselves with our own like black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, things that make us say there's no way. We, We have to just see if there's something that we could try just a little bit. And we'll talk about this in the future, but affirmations are really important mm. to be able to tell yourself you're worthwhile, you're you're interesting, you're friendly, all the all the things that you know to be true about yourself, but sometimes we're a little bit too shy to admit to ourselves, um, to be able to tell ourselves. But also I was thinking another way to kind of process things is by journaling. Like in my own thing, my journal is a way that I can be in community with myself. Mm. It's cool that I can talk to previous versions of myself in a way that I've grown beyond. Mm. But I really do think that journaling is another way to process things that I feel that sort of same sense. But I do also agree with my mom that sometimes it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to push that a little bit. Um, I know one of the cool things that one of my friends told me earlier was if you imagine pushing your comfort zone as a pencil moving on paper, it's kind of frightening because all you have is blank space ahead. You don't know necessarily what comes ahead, but if you push yourself in certain ways, if you kind of get used to that idea of treading the unknown, then suddenly you have a picture rather than just a dot Mm. on a page. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. So I do think that being okay with being uncomfortable and reaching out to those types of people because community is one of the cool ways that you can re-energize and honestly it's one of my favorite parts of living is being in community with others even whether it's one-on-one or a group of my five friends that I like to hang out with 
um, I think it's really great. And so um, I also wanted to talk about safety, being able to check in on each other. Yeah, whenever people are going through a hard time, and I don't want to go too dark too fast, but just sometimes people are really in a place that they're not sure if they can keep going. So I just want to acknowledge that, especially because we are Mm -hmm. doing this as a handbook of mental health. We need to be able to talk about things like suicide and just be able to name that, that if there is someone who is not safe, let's just acknowledge together that that person should not be left alone. Um, We really need to, the best way to keep someone safe who's in a dark place like that, who is considering self-harm or suicide, um, if you can join them and be with them, um, if they need to be taken to the hospital, if you need support of mental health therapists, absolutely, we endorse that. Um, But even just the idea of making sure that you can sit with them and someone is around them so that they don't spiral into a darker place. Yeah, Yeah. we talked earlier about just being present with someone and being okay with the silence um, is also something that's difficult for me to grasp, but there is something about just being close to someone that you don't have to say anything, even just being able to sit with that person to say, like, I'm here for you, no matter what it is. Um, I did want to take a quick, because we started talking about suicide, if you yourself are realizing some signs within yourself about self-harm or that kind of, it might be better if I wasn't here or Mm. something like that, please reach out to anyone you can. But also, if you don't know who to reach out, call 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and there will be somebody there to talk with you. Um, Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And of course, if you don't really want to talk physically, I know a lot of us are texters, you can text 741-741, and if you text them home, if you text them I need help, anything, they will respond. Um, I also know that you can go to crisischat.org to talk to somebody as well, because I know that stigma, especially with my generation, is Mm. it's easier to text than it is to talk. Mm. So I would definitely reach out. Um, We were also talking off air about (laughs) ways that you can help people, and one of those ways is just giving them a hug. Uh, If you're sitting with somebody who's kind of at this um, moment of darkness, or if you're in even in a regular day-to-day kind of not feeling great hugs release endorphins which is really cool Mm. and um talk about real life community real implications of community um a hug is a great thing i know if i used to be uncomfortable with hugs but i've been trying to be more open to it because it is a way that you're just close to somebody and you just give them a brief embrace to say it's releasing that serotonin and oxytocin in your brain it's yeah. it's really giving you uh positive hormones going through your body lots of energy and healing yeah uh, also something else that runs through running through my mind which maybe connects it all just this idea of safety in numbers and safety in you know we're, we're talking about the severity of like maybe i'm feeling really unsafe or i'm, I'm contemplating something unsafe scary I'm just really, really scared and alone. And just having one other person or, you know, maybe that person brings another one in and there's safety to build in that connection and the, the physical connection, maybe enforcing that 
as well in a biological perspective, but just saying, I need enforced, I need en- reinforcements here. What a great way to say I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah. I need reinforcements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and this also plays into, I mean, this is part two of a three-parter where we also talk about roots and how if you get water and food and go for a walk, then your brain is going to think clearer and it's going to be much more stable and getting rest. I don't know if we mentioned that before, how much we need, so good, how much we need rest. It's a reset for your brain. It's a way to recharge. Often if we're burning the candle at both ends, we're exhausted. Yeah. A good nap or a good night's sleep can make all the difference in clearing our head. Yeah, even 10 minutes. I've taken some 10-minute naps that have changed my day. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Even just changing the direction and just saying, oh, I'm going to do this now. So sweet. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to kind of wrap it up as our episode ends. Um, Thanks so much for listening about community. Um, If you have any thoughts about community, if you have any thoughts about Roots, or just other ideas that you want to hear on the podcast, Please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at communityroots.pod. You can also email us your ideas at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, if you could rate and review us five out of five stars <laughs> on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, next Sunday at 9 a.m., you'll be hearing Dr. Adrian Johnson um, interview someone on Off the Beaten Path which is our sister kind of extension of Community Roots. Um, So, yeah, that's another wrap on another episode. Thanks, guys, for joining me. So glad to be here. So good to be here. Sweet. Um, Special thanks to Steve Dodge, Alexander Wells, Steve Prakas, and WGRN, Dr. Adrian Johnson, anybody who has helped us on this way. I'm sure this list is only going to (laughs) grow. But thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.